The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they're very inexpensive, so we get to use a whole bunch of them, some that sound like this, a duck call. Okay. Is that, is that a good one? That was a pretty good duck call, actually. It had to cost at least $30. At least. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. Also, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Take a look around. I believe you know that he is getting closer and closer and closer. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use. Probably won't, but we could if we decide to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I could make up a duck call on the spot, didn't even think about it. Come on, that's pretty good. Also, Bible trivia for uh, fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing, and that should just be it right there. We should just stop right there and go, yeah, that's true. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. That's true, too. And we don't care. That's mostly true. Uh, For the next few minutes, though, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process, hearing all the things that you hear on the news, hearing all the things you hear on the radio and and read on the Internet and all the things you see on television and then discerning the pathway to the Lord's presence. That is what it's all about. I mean, when you get to heaven, it's not about you getting, you know, a mansion as much as it is about you spending time with the builder of the mansion. Aha. So that is what we're directing towards. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, and it might be hurting. Uh, if it is, we encourage you to share it with us. Don't let it die of loneliness. All you got to do is reach out and call us, 972 770 That could be for a prayer request or a praise report. Later on, it could be for trivia, Bible trivia. All you have to do, again, is call 972-445-0770. That's when you talk to Captain Chris, who's back in the captain's chair. Good to have you back. Jennifer always does a fantastic job, though. So, I mean, you guys are— She's amazing. Yeah, she is amazing. She's just like boom, 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 boom. Okay, Uh, But I do want you to know that if you talk to Captain Chris before you get to me, you'll be sailing in the right direction. Then he'll put you over to me, and it's like somebody dropped a bowling ball right in the middle of your boat. Down you go. That's okay. Here's what we're going to encourage you to do. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. 
That's during the show, 214-210-8483. Or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to the website. And there is something new on the website. This is not the big surprise I was talking about. I said there's going to be a big announcement. Delayed. Delayed. Sorry. Delayed. I can't do anything about that. However, if you do go to the website, you will see this picture of a sunset. And on that picture, if you click on it, you will see uh, it will take you to this uh, Shutterfly account that we have for free. And there's about a thousand, I'm serious, probably about 1,100 uh, pictures of sunrises and sunsets from where we used to live in California, that thing that I was telling you about. And you will be like, wowzer, bowser, why did you ever leave? Uh, the main reason we left is because the Lord said go this way. And then the other reason we left is they didn't have any air at those apartments. So that was not very good. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful sunset as he melted into the floor. Anyhow, check that out. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, just a couple of things I do want to share with you before we get into the word. I will tell you that we do have an announcement. I'm going to wait till Monday on purpose. Yes, on purpose. I have to wait. have to make sure everything's all lined up for that. So I'll be sharing that pretty soon. Uh, additionally, I do want to let you know that today is our two and a half year anniversary. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. <laughs> See, we spare no expense. Excellent job, Captain Chris. Exactly what I was looking for. Uh, it's two and a half years today, which is amazing because when I was doing the San Diego radio, I did it exactly five years. And now this is exactly two and a half years. And it's just like, wow. By the grace of God, we will go two and a half years. And some of you are saying, by the grace of God, you won't. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, let's get into the text. We are in the book of Hebrews. That's right. That's what people say. How does Moses make coffee? Hebrews. Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to back it up just a little and then uh, do our little ramp. We're going to be picking this up from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8. For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted, and then it goes into chapter 3, verse 1, therefore, I'm sorry, that was verse 18, sorry, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. When you're reading scripture, there's nothing wrong with a moment where the Lord highlights something and you go, ooh, ooh, look at that, that's fine. You don't build a doctrine on it. You simply recognize that the Lord may have been communicating something to you in that moment, but the context is important. In this context, the whole the whole element the author's coming to. Remember, the, the Bible wasn't written with chapters and verses. Okay, I know everybody thinks so. No, those were added many, many, many years later. And so the idea behind it is just to give us directional, so we can get to certain portions of the Bible. So at the end, though, of chapter two, after chapter two, verse eighteen it says he was tempted and suffered. Uh, when he was tempted, he's able to help those who are tempted. The whole process is for us to understand that Jesus identifies with what we go through. 
Again, there's some cool arguments, nothing to be freaked out about, but that Jesus's temptations likely exceeded just the confrontation he had with Satan, uh, because certainly he had temptations throughout his life, and certainly there were temptations throughout the ministry. Uh, but the ones that were identified for us to recognize are the ones that are listed, uh, like in Matthew chapter four, one through eleven. But the idea behind that is for you and I to understand that Jesus connects with us. Why that's important is because we, when we go through it, and it's a tough time, and you're having a tough go of it, the Scripture says, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, which means God called you to heaven, which is kind of nice, right? All right, it's cool. Consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. When we're going through it, there's many things that we consider, but what we don't consider well is Jesus. And Jesus went through so much stuff. In fact, you guys know that in Hebrews chapter 12, the same book, verses 1, 2, and 3, it talks about Jesus going through all that he went through because of the joy that was set before him, even though it was bad. So what he was going through was terrible, but he endured it because he knew what was coming afterwards. And so we are told by the same author, hey, you guys, consider going through that temptation, going through that trial, going through that very difficult process, consider Jesus. Now, I, I first when I wrote my notes, okay, I, write, I don't write long notes. I, I can promise you I'll show I'll show Captain Chris how long they are. Yeah, pretty short, right? <laughs> It's like how oh, short it's a is book. It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's like a one, two, three on there. Uh, when I first did, I was thinking about the outer limits, or you know, those you know, or uh, what was that? Rod Sterling's. Uh, what is that? The oh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone. Where he goes, consider that. You know, consider. He always said, you know, uh, if you will consider this or consider that. The idea behind it is that you are to have some consideration. Well, we need to have consideration of Jesus when we're going through it. And that's how you get through it. How you power through is you shift your focus from your circumstance, which is probably not the best, and you shift that focus to Jesus, which is absolutely the best. And in shifting that focus, you lighten the power of that struggle. It's just like there's nothing it, – it's not a rocket science kind of approach, and it's not a secret in the faith kind of approach. It's the Lord saying, will you stop concentrating on that which is beating you up and concentrate on him who set you free? That's the approach. And in doing that, we bring empowerment to our lives. And it's important to understand that Jesus gets it. I I – Get concerned because in the church, they go one of two ways. Oh, Jesus, he was God. So as God, he don't get it. Jesus, he was man. So as man, he only gets the man stuff. He doesn't get the God stuff. And see, both those are so wrong. He is born of Mary and of the Holy Spirit. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, no, no, no room. If you're a biblical person, a born-again, Bible-believing follower of Jesus Christ, you know that Jesus was born from the Holy Spirit and from Mary. The Holy Spirit represents the divine side. Mary represents the human side. Why is that important? Because you can't have somebody be a mediator between God and man unless they're God and man. You can't just have a one-sided issue. That's why it says that Jesus is the mediator. 
and he gets it, and he gets you, and he's telling you, the author's telling you in this book, think about Jesus when it gets tough. That's the answer. All right, we're going to take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we find. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time energy like so few can right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And, and nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone, the question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, Will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. Sometimes Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. But don't forget, it's also KAAM. That's right. 
That's right. So we do that on the entry point back in because it kind of works. It's harder to do it on the exit, but it, it sounds pretty good right there. Okay, here's your burst here's your burst five trimia. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. I love this because this is absolutely true. I've taught it a couple times. A spoonerism. A spoonerism comes from the preacher in the 1870s named Spooner, who used to famously switch the first letter on a word with the next letter on the next word and then switch them up. You know, instead of let me show you to your seat, it would be let me sew you to your sheet. (laughs) I just did a spoonerism. It seems appropriate to me somehow. Who did the risen Jesus tell to feed his lambs? Who did the risen Jesus tell to feed his lambs? If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, some of the other trivia questions, there's a couple of easy ones. There's one really hard one, but there's uh, some easy ones, and so you just kind of enjoy the day, smile and laugh, and here's the big thing to remember. There is nothing, nothing, that is happening in all of the world or the universe that God does not know about. You cannot be omniscient and only know some. People are like, well, you tell me he knows what man's going to do in in regards to, like, the free will? I don't know. Do you think he wrote the book of Revelation because he didn't know what was going to happen 2,000 years? (laughs) I'm just like, it's so silly. It's like, of course God knows. Is he telling? No, but he knows. That's different. Okay, we got somebody ready to answer the trivia? Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby from Climax again. Hi, Bobby from Timax. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, happy anniversary, and uh, I got a question about your anniversary. Are you going to celebrate it like I celebrate birthdays? Uh, you do yours every two and a half years, and I do mine every four years. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to celebrate it. Here's how I'm going to celebrate it. When I get home after the show and I have survived yet another drive from Irving to fate, I'm going to get out of my car and dance because I've made it for two and a half years. Because it's not the show that's the challenge, it's the drive. Oh, that's great. That's a great question. All right, yeah, all right. I, I know I, I know where fate is. It's uh, actually not too far if uh, you flew across the uh, uh, lake there. But uh, anyway, the answer was, I think, is Peter. That is correct. 100% correct. <laughs> and, and you are absolutely right. Fate is not far if I'm flying. <laughs> hey, well, God bless you, and uh, I hope you, you stay on the air for a long time. I thank you for that very, very much. That's a nice thing for you to say, and I appreciate it very, very much. All right. God bless you. You have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was was wonderful. We do have wonderful people, though. It's just kind of fun. All right. uh, What are we doing? Oh, we got to do DNA. So let's do DNA because I want to make sure to do DNA because I don't want you to forget about DNA. By the way, everybody who texted and got it right. So great job on everybody across the board. DNA is what we're made of. We think we should operate in it on a regular basis. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means you and God in communion. 
And when you wake up, and like it happened, it happened today. So Noelle had to get up really early for her. She gets up. Now, for me, really early is, you know, you know anything south of 7, right? And she has to get up at 5 and sometimes 4.30, which I think is pretty early. The problem is as soon as she gets up, then the dogs get up. And then when the dogs get up, everybody gets up. So that's a whole separate, that's a whole, uh, separate thing. But even if you wake up and you're groggy like I was and it takes you a little while like it took me for today – You need to spend time separated with the Lord so that you can draw the strength that comes from your engagement with him to face what you're going to face. I don't have a problem with people doing devotions towards the end of the night. I don't. But you get those devotions and you go to bed. You go to sleep. Maybe perhaps you think about, and maybe that does help you. And for some people, I do think that might be better. Uh, But in general, if you do the devotions in the morning, David said, I seek you in the morning, you start it with the Lord, and then you can be maybe a little more conscious of it. So that's D for draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of his words, even if you don't understand the fullness of it. It's a, it's a simple thing. People will try and shame you, but they don't know the word at all, and you might not know everything in the word. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Uh, when I people ask me a question and I didn't know the answer, I would always say, Jesus has an answer in that book. I just don't know. I just can't tell you what it is because I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't care because Jesus is never without an answer. He's the truth. So D, N, and then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are prepared to think of other people in their universe and not just your universe. That could be the hardest thing of all, out of all those things. Because we wake up and it's like, what is in my world today? That's how we That's how we think. All right. All right, let me go to this text. And there's something I want to say. i got to be really careful because I'm going to say something uh, that is... It's not controversial, but it's kind of like, ooh, we're getting up to the line. So I want you to, I want to go back to this uh, chapter uh, 3, verse 1 text. It says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. So one of my favorite teachers, who's no longer alive, but still one of my favorite teachers, used to teach something off of this verse, and I loved him. I loved, loved, loved this person. I won't name his name, but he was wrong. <laughs> it's just like... You know, you don't want to say it that way. You want to just like, you know, you have coffee or have tea. But so what he would say is, uh, you know, holy brothers, you know, that it's Jesus Christ is the apostle and high priest of our confession. So whatever you confess, no matter what it is, it matters. Okay, and he would take that to the full length of where you think that would be taken to. And the problem is that's not even what the text is saying. What it's saying is that we're supposed to set our focus on Jesus, the apostle and high priest of whom we confess. It's our confession of faith, not an individual issue or element. And I don't even mind that he they, they did that. And it was a big teaching for a while, and everybody got really mad at him and stuff like that. And it's like, you don't have to get that mad at people. Here's the thing that I, I do think that gets missed. Perhaps you sat at a uh, under at a church for five years, ten years, and many of the things that were taught were really good and right on. Then every once in a while something pops out, and you're like going, "Yeah, that's just uh, nutty cuckoo." Then your response should really be, "Okay, well then don't take in the nutty cuckoo," but that doesn't dismiss 
the rest of the realities or the truths that you've been taught. So if you went to a church and that's where you got saved and you were taught that Jesus loves you and he died on the cross for you, uh, and, you know, there's that, that's all you stand strong and firm in that. You never move in that. And then if the pastor wakes up one Sunday and then teaches that spitting nickels is really spiritual, then you just like go, oh, uh, sure. Uh, you just like don't let it make you uh, doubt everything else. There's always, always— even Peter writing about Paul. There's always a couple of things you scratch your head and go, huh? <laughs> that always happens. Even Peter was like, yeah, Paul writes in some of his epistles. Some of those things are hard to understand. Now, you might want to try and minimize that, but I think Peter is saying exactly what he thinks. That dude is like, you know, Dr. Fahrenheit. He's got so many degrees and he's this and he's this. He didn't get everything that Paul was saying because Paul's theology was really deep. That's why God chose him as the individual to write some of those deep letters like to the Romans. My point in saying that is not everything you learned prior is a bad thing. It's you should know the word good enough that when something nutty does come down, you go, no, that's not right. Okay, well, we'll just skip that. Even on this show, if I say something that's not lining up with your scriptural process, it's your responsibility before God. To be honorable before God. You're not going to be able to go up there and go, well, Dave Spoon said. I mean, God's going to go, who? Well, first of all, I hope he doesn't say who. <laughs> that would be a bad, That might be a bad sign. But my point in telling you that is that I don't hold anything against that. Bro. I just think it was wrong. It, it, it's understandable. It's where a lot of positive confession came from and so on and so forth. I get it. It's just really bad translation in the Greek. If you get into Greek and you look at the whole context, it's like, that's not really what he's saying. But that's not a reason dis to disregard every single thing that the person ever said. And that's, I think, a big problem is that what we think, if it's not all 100% perfect, well, then just quit right now because the only one that's 100% perfect is Jesus. So listen to nobody. <laughs> that's your answer. Only Jesus says it right all the time. Even Paul got caught up in the book of Acts calling the high priest a name. You don't disregard all the writings of Paul, do you? Oh, okay. So, and the reason I bring that up is because many of you have had some really wonderful foundational teachings as you were growing and going in the Lord. And they're very precious and they're very important to you. You don't have to cast doubt on those because, you know, later on somebody came up with, uh, you know, you, you ought to do it this way, you ought to do this way. Just take in what the Lord teaches you, gives you, instructs you in, helps you in. Whatever you're using that's in the Word of God from the Lord, drawing you closer to the Lord, that's a good thing, right? It's when they get into the nutty issues that you want to be— you know, a little careful. And and if your neighbor speaks in tongues and you don't, or you speak in tongues and your neighbor don't, take a chill. Oh, my goodness. What is the problem with that? Everybody relax. They're going to be shooting all Christians, not some. Never forget that. You're never going to run next to the person and go, what's your denomination? I don't know if I can run with you. That ain't going to happen. Okay? All right. All right, folks, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at 1,000 miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic. 
and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus, and immediately her bleeding stops, right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, okay. Look, there's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to? Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus, bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said... It was me, right? Jesus not only physically healed her, watch this, he socially healed her because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment. And instead of saying anything negative, because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me. Now you're socially healed. 